Hello, can everybody hear me? Yes, how are you? Hey. Welcome. I'm doing good. We're going we're going to make you co-host in a second. Awesome, thank you. Perfect, perfect. I am so excited to learn more about how um, the Legal Abortion Project and also the Purity Ring Project are fundraising in particular with their focus on safe abortion access. I think that they've really pioneered in this particular field. So thank you so much, uh, early joiners. I hope you're excited to hear more about that as well. Um, Yotam, I hear that uh, I see you here today. I'm just going to wave hi. I definitely would not be able to be uh, experimenting with NFTs as well without him, our little technical expert. And uh, so, yeah, we have a, a good group going to be joining us today. I'm really bad at multitasking, so I'm going to try and see if I can share this group without turning it off. I sent you a link on, on um, Telegram with directly to the live to the base. Awesome. Perfect. <sighs> I'm very cur I'm curious to hear like while we're just oh there's Jacqueline we can approve her as well as a speaker. I'm curious to hear because we have like such an international bunch today as well, uh, whether or not there are other issues related to reproductive rights that either get in the news more over in Israel or maybe it's all about like uh, something else entirely that has nothing to do with abortion access. I think all over the world with NFT collectors, there's people that are passionate about different r local issues related to this topic. So glad that we have such a diverse crew joining. Awesome. Hey, Christy. Hey, how are you? Uh, good to meet, finally meet you. Yeah, likewise. I don't think we've ever um, met verbally, at least. So glad to yeah. have you here. Um, Thanks. Super excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And I think Jacqueline, too, we wanted to have as a, as a co-host or speaker. I would also highly recommend uh, Jacqueline and Christy that you guys reply to this tweet uh, with the handle of your project. I know that we posted it originally as well, um, but just letting everyone know about your cool project and what you guys are up to. I think there's a lot of people who would care. Yeah, thanks. We'll do. Uh, super excited to talk about it today. Awesome. So I know that we're letting people trickle in, so I definitely don't want to make too much repetition of ourselves, but just because it's entertaining and good, I know that you guys uh, collaborate with the Legal Abortion Project. Um, I'll, I'm, I'm really curious to learn about that and how you guys have been working together. And also, I'm a little bit behind in terms of whether you guys have officially launched yet. Are you still uh, working on your mint, or have you guys done the mint already for the Purity Brings Project? Uh, we're still working on it, so it's in process. I think, actually, Jacqueline's trying to request to speak. 
Yeah. Yeah, we sent her a request. We're just waiting also to co-host or to speak, either one. Yeah, let's see. Ah. Perfect. Yeah, sorry for the technical difficulties. Oh, Twitter space. Yeah, no worries. Always happens. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so actually, just to sort of get us started, our project has not opened its mint period yet. And it actually started in, honestly, just with a conversation. We were sort of sharing our frustrations about the road decision. And what this, it was sort of, um, I work for a startup called Medici. Mm -hmm. And we sort of had the idea to use our launch tool to create these flash charity projects. But we didn't expect to sort of find like so many people who are interested in collaborating with us on this so it just kind of became its own thing like it was really like thanks to Jack like after I spoke with Jacqueline like we had more team members join in and it just became like a passion project so it really started with just a conversation that's awesome I feel like a lot of the projects like this uh, kind of start in that way definitely it was super organic and like it, I was honestly like super pleasantly surprised that people would want to, you know, give their time and effort into something that wasn't for like personal monetary gain, which was great. It was really, really the good side of Web3, I think. Definitely. So I know that we're still waiting for people to trickle in, but I'm just a really big believer in like, I don't know, I'm, I'm curious and we can always repeat things later as people will come in and out the way that they always do. I would Twitter spaces. So you talk about getting people to collaborate on a project where it's not necessarily for their own personal monetary gain. Um, I'm curious to learn more about that. Like, can you tell me in general how many people are involved with the Purity Ring project? And uh, I know that uh, legal abortion has like a certain amount of key holders and it, it's public for them. Uh, do you guys have only like two key holders and then you transfer over the funds to legal abortion? I'm just curious, like who are the I guess the main players with mm -hmm. responsibilities and how did you come together to decide those responsibilities? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so our team member, our team has, I guess, sort of seven, seven members like working on it who have been working on it more consistently with some other people sort of contributing in other ways. And uh, it's been really great. Um, I can let Jacqueline sort of take over on the side of partnerships because it was actually her who, connected us with legal abortion and choice DAO. So actually, I think our contract will probably have the their um, wallet addresses hard coded into the contract for just like full transparency. And so every time um, a withdrawal is called on that contract, the proceeds will be evenly split. So I think Jacqueline can speak a little more about the partnership structure with choice DAO and legal abortion. Gotcha. Yeah. Hi, finally got um, the speaking thing working. Um, yeah, so basically when we were um, initially thinking of how we could help, we wanted to like come up with a way that we could work in a project that would be high impact, but kind of leave the like complexities of like figuring out where it's to donate to and all of that to someone else. So um, we looked into um, existing DAOs and like solutions. We saw legal abortion and choice that were already setting up all like this infrastructure to receive a high volume of donations and we didn't want to like reinvent the wheel and like set up our own like um like whole setup and then get registered and everything as a like 
you know, to handle other people's money. So that's kind of what motivated us to work with these other orgs who have already figured out, like, um, the entire tax and, like, um, set up for their, like, payment receiving and how they're going to send it over to the actual um, organizations. So that's kind of, like, the initial motivation. And then looking more into, like, the specific missions of um, Legal Abortion and Choice Now, we were really excited about how they both had put a lot of thought into how they were going to execute. On Legal Abortion side, they have, like, a roster of really high impact charities that they are going to be um, dispersing their funds to. And we like, we research them, we have them on our website as well. Um, we feel really aligned with the charities that they chose, the charities and nonprofits and um, orgs that they're deciding to donate to that we are um, are donating half of our proceeds to them. And then the other half of Choice Dow, Choice Dow hasn't, um, doesn't have like a kind of concrete list of places they're gonna like donate to but we were excited about how they were kind of offering another level of engagement in case some of our um kind of like people that supported our collection wanted to be more involved in terms of like a DAO involvement with voting for where um funds will go and being more involved in, in the community type thing choice that would offer that kind of experience for those customers slash i guess like supporters of our project so that's kind of how we decided between these two organizations to be dispersing our funds to because we felt it like would address the entire um, range of people who just want to like kind of donate and see their funds be sent to places that are trusted organizations and then the other side people who want to donate and also be involved with the decision making with where the funds go after the donations. Gotcha. I just want to let you guys know, I just got a text um, from Rahila. She's having phone problems, but she's hoping to be able to fix them so she can join us as well. And uh, Nadia of Pussy Riot also just texted me saying that she's going to pop in for a second to say hi. So definitely have some more representatives coming in. Um, but in the meantime, yes, I'm very excited. Okay, I, I hear you on the idea that um, you wanted to choose other people that had already figured out like who are the best nonprofits to donate to that are relevant to this cause of safe abortion access. Um, you had these two organizations that had reputable people um, that already kind of had like their pipeline of like, how do they liquidate? Are they sending it to Planned Parenthood as ETH or are they doing it as a credit card payment and like cashing out? So they'd already figured out that cash flow and you wanted to just kind of like tap in into supporting them. And I think that's pretty great. Um, I'm curious to hear then from you also, uh, I know that your mint is coming up, how did you guys, uh, like, how did the, the people that are organizing on your end come together and meet each other and decide what responsibilities or um, opportunities go to each person? And then can you tell us a little bit more about the upcoming Mint and, and how it is that you came up with that plan? Yeah, for sure. Um, so in terms of, like, Basically, I want since this is a passion project, I wanted everyone who um, contributed to the project to feel strongly and happy about what they were doing. And I also wanted to make sure that every because this isn't for like personal profit, um, I wanted to make sure that everyone felt like their contribution was being used in a way that aligns with their values and their beliefs about where the project project should be going. So I think a lot of it was very much just communication through um discord and through uh telegram and that's how we sort of and we found an artist uh, her name is z plural c and she's amazing uh there are actually some previews on our accounts right now and yeah so Hello, i feel me? like i'm rambling oh um is my sound coming oh no out? sorry i think i cut out okay cool 
So, um, <laughs> no, definitely not rambling. I think there's a lot of information to be shared here. <laughs> I mean, it really, you really learn a lot. This is my first time sort of, I guess, acting as a team lead for, the, for a project like this. And when you don't have sort of the formal structures of an organization or like, like hard, like, I guess, outlined incentives, you really have to, I think, approach it in a different way. And I've been really pleasantly surprised by just the results of that. Like, I think the Purity Ring project really shows that if you have like shared common values about what we believe is important in society or anything else, then you can really mobilize and Web3 makes it very easy to do that. Yeah, I think to add on to that, um, how we actually met everyone was just like, we all had worked on various things in the past in the crypto space. Um, some of the other contributors um, I had worked with in the past on another kind of um, nonprofit focused NFT project called ElfDAO. It was raising money for um, kids to have gifts during the holiday season, kind of like Toys for Tots. And most of our um, donations actually ended up going to Toys for Tots. And we use Endowment, which is also the um, kind of uh, crypto fiat rail that is um, that legal abortion is using to disperse their funds. So um, there was already like some prior like um, connections with endowment and um, the nonprofit space. And then um, Christy has a lot of experience in the like NFT space as well um, and working full time in like that kind of space in crypto right now. So um, we were all like already like pretty loosely connected in terms of our interests in like so bridging social impact and NFTs. And then um, when we were talking about it, we decided to like bring together all of the people that we knew that would we thought would resonate with this idea and start um, building out this vision. That's awesome. Oh, I think that we have uh, Nadia with us now as well. If we can invite her to come up as a speaker and uh, say hi and represent the project. Hey, Nadia, thanks for joining. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I'm not going to be able to join for the full time, unfortunately, because I'm in the hell of New York um, here for this event. <laughs> we have uh, a project tonight with Jenny Holter. Um, she's projecting uh, some of my clothes on Rockefeller Center. So that's it's an insanely busy day, but I really appreciate you talking about this super important topic. And um, yeah, how is everyone doing? Awesome. Yeah, we're glad to be having you here, even though it's going to be for sure all of us a short call. Um, I'm curious to hear from you a little bit more about how uh, legal abortion came together as a group that's, I know, uh, crowdfunding and collecting both ETH and also selling NFTs and using it to support nonprofits and charities that are relevant to reproductive rights, in particular, safe abortion access. Uh, so when you guys were coming together, can you tell us a little bit about um, how it was that you found uh, the key holders that you'd be working with and how it was that you decided like the, the cash flow for donating uh, to these nonprofits? Um, it's practically just the wallet. So we don't really sell NFTs. It's as easy as just starting a crypto wallet for, uh, for this um, organizations that still do not have like, you know, Planned Parenthood, Center for Reproductive Justice and some others. And um, everyone wanted to donate money to reproductive rights organizations, but uh, crypto native people were not able to do it directly. Um, there was uh, there is an organization called Endowment, and um, they do it, but um, it's more difficult than just uh, putting an ETH address. Um, we wanted to make it super super smooth so everyone can do it in just five seconds, and um, we created with Endowment and just brought a lot of people to. Um, you know, create 
a sense of trust and safety and visibility. And so Rahila is one of those people um, and Stanley Kuleshov as well, uh, people from endowment and some other folks because uh, uh, first money go to uh, multi-seek wallet and we just uh, wanted to make sure everything is transparent and uh, none of this money is being used for um, any admin costs. 100% goes to charities. That's awesome. So do you guys use endowment or uh, the giving block in order to liquidate the ease from that wallet uh, for plan, uh, Planned Parenthood? Or does Planned Parenthood like know about your wallet? Or like how do you, I guess, transfer that value from the wallet uh, to the nonprofit? It's endowment, yeah. And now we've worked directly with Planned Parenthood because my goal as an individual to just make sure that all of this amazing nonprofits that I love and support for years have um, crypto wallets, but it's slower than uh, we think it would be because it's a big organization, a lot of players, they have like their, their different departments who don't understand necessarily about crypto, but um, we're working on it and I think early next year we're going to uh, help Planned Parenthood to launch their first crypto wallet. That's amazing. Um, I'm curious if you know um, off the top of your head, like a rough guesstimate of how much has been uh, crowdfunded or, or fundraised for these nonprofits through uh, legal abortion? Um, it's around half a mil. That's incredible. Thank you. Long That's way to a, go. Yeah, very long way to go. And I'm curious. Um, so I know that you've been working with, you know, Jacqueline and other organizations as well that just basically want to donate and support the work that you are doing. Um, how do you think that fundraising in the Ethereum community is unique compared to other kinds of charitable or activist fundraising that you've been a part of? Mm, it depends, really. Um, it depends from cause to cause. Honestly, it was not as easy to raise money for reproductive rights because this uh, crypto community is mostly male. It's made, like really male dominated and a lot of guys think that it's not their, um, it's not their cause. And so it's, it was not as easy to uh, ask people to participate, to donate um, money, um, to sell their artworks, donate uh, ease from sales. Um, they, we had some positive response, but you know, let's say it was so much easier to uh, raise for, um, uh, Ukraine DAO when we um, started Ukraine DAO in the beginning of the war in Ukraine so it was something that uh, everyone could um, I guess uh, unfortunately emotionally connect to um, so th then we raised 7 million dollars just in 2 days um, and with reproductive rights I think it's it's a really fucking urgent issue, but um, really the nature of the uh, crypto community um, is just not diverse enough yet to um, to support this kind of initiatives fully. Uh, but we're working on it, you know, just like it's all work in progress. Um, what else is specific to crypto community? Um, well, there are a lot of wealthy people here and <laughs> they're ready to uh, donate money to good causes because uh, a lot of people are innovators and they're looking for a um, better future. Not all of us, but there's a big percentage of people who actually want to see the better world and they just happen to have money. So it's a good place for raising money for nonprofits. Yeah, that's awesome. 
And I really hear you on, I think there were a lot of other factors as well that played into Ukraine Dow. It's something that was extremely urgent um, and people kind of had this uh, relation to it as an emergency while um, definitely there was an emergency in terms of the, the laws changing in the U.S. I, I feel like reproductive rights are, are a little, seen as less of an emergency cause and as you pointed out, a little bit more polarizing as well uh, to some groups. So there's a lot of differences in terms of what kinds of causes really are going to be the most effective um, in fundraising in this community. Um, but even that being said, I think half a million is incredible. It's pretty great. Um, and I'm curious what you guys have learned in terms of organizing on your guys' part. So like, do you as key holders and co-organizers have like a telegram chat or do you like sync um, once a month on calls or how do you organize on your guys' end? Because for none of you is this your day job and um, it's just like a, a nonprofit charity project you're doing on the side. So I'm curious to learn how it is that you um, have made it fit with all the different crazy things that you have going on. Um, we have just a telegram chat. That's it. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> we also, for uh, the matriarchs, have a telegram chat. So telegram chat seems to be like the way to go. Um, I know that Rahila is still working on her phone issues, but she's going to be joining us soon. Um, technical issues. It's always a thing when it comes to phones. <laughs> always happens. I, I, I got around, unfortunately, but thank you so much for hosting this space and uh, you're doing really important work. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, thank you so much for sharing about your project and I look forward to learning more as well about it online. Okay. Take care, Nadia. Um, okay, Jacqueline, I'm really glad that she got to give us a, a very quick debrief on um, legal abortion, because now I'm curious to hear, and they, she mentioned, for example, that she's not issuing NFTs to fundraise for that. It's just like a wallet that accepts. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about when you're thinking about using NFTs to fundraise to support uh, that cause? Um, how are you approaching that differently than you might um, other kinds of charitable fundraising campaigns? Yeah, I think for having NFTs, it's kind of more like an artistic kind of exploration as well. We wanted to have a lot of fun with the messaging and thinking about creative ways to like get a kind of political slash like what we think is like should be a human right message across while having um, a lot of fun with the designs and the concept. Um, it's definitely really different from just receiving funds by itself, because I think what legal abortion is focusing on is like... Um, advocacy and having the payment rails available and um, we completely kind of like ignored that we're like having we're trying basically having choice down legal abortion handle all of our logistics with handling the actual donations and payments and dispersion to the um, the different organizations that they're donating to and we're just focusing on the actual um, art itself and getting the collection together um, I think that's kind of for our team where our interests kind of lay we wanted to build something that we would both be excited about in terms of a an art project and uh, like kind of a political art project, but then also have um, be able to have the impact without worrying about all the logistical details. So that's kind of like where we were at when we were thinking about it. Um, and another thing was that we wanted to be this project to be more of kind of like a time box thing, like after we launched um, the collection, we don't plan on like having managing like a discord community and um, like a long term roadmap kind of thing. And I know that in some NFT projects, like the vision is to build like an entire world around the vision. But um, for us, it was more of like, this is going to be um, a thematic project that will be 
that will eventually have an end date. So we didn't want to just like collect um, a bunch of funds and then like leave our um, kind of supporters in the dust and never engage with them again. So I think having them be directed to choice out illegal abortion also helps with having a sustainable community that can still feel like they're they are engaged and like get updates on like the impact of the funds. I love that. I think that's super important. I mean, there are so many things in life that have a beginning, middle and end and are successful. Uh, Not everything has to be ongoing for years and years in order to be successful and have an impact. And I think the way that you tapped into a pre-existing community so that people who are involved and want to continue after the fundraising campaign is over have a place where they can go and and still be connected to that contribution was very wise. Um, So I think that was brilliant and very smart. Is there anything coming up you know, if people are really passionate about this issue um, and about supporting women's reproductive rights and they want to get involved with your upcoming Mint, what are some of the dates or uh, things that they should know in order to do that? Um, I think for one, follow us on Purity Ring WTF on Twitter. And we don't have a set Mint date yet because we are still um, smoothing out final details, but we're expecting to Mint um, sometime this fall. So um, keep an eye out for that. We'll be announcing everything through the Twitter. Um, we're trying to actively avoid um, setting up like a full Discord and mailing list, like a more complex setup, because um, that's just like a lot of overhead and we don't plan to like continue maintaining a Discord community after. So um, Twitter would be the best place to connect with us. Yeah, I totally hear you on that. Like not every single thing in life needs its own Discord server. Uh, Discord servers are very useful and have their place, but I just really like the way that you guys have approached a project scope and just understand like, okay, what is our goal here and how do we do that effectively and not getting distracted by all the things that you quote unquote be should be having for a project because I feel different NFT projects like should be having different things because they have different goals and not every NFT project needs a Discord, not every NFT project needs to have like um, a long-term roadmap. It's perfectly okay to have like a flash mob NFT um, so definitely been inspired by that and thinking about it as we are approaching, uh, the matriarchs as well. Um, I can, I realize I just kind of like jumped in for everybody peppering other people with questions and didn't give that much of a background on the matriarchs or why it is that we've been interested in learning from you. So I can give a very short spiel on that. Um, so I'm hosting this on behalf of the Matriarchs Project, which is fundraising for charity by selling a collection of six multi, uh, multidisciplinary uh, portraits of biblical women leaders, starting with our first two that are now available for bids on OpenSea, and we'll have the full collection officially launched on October 11th. Um, we're a group of nearly half a dozen people, so uh, very comparable to the Purity Ring Project um, that are organizing. Uh, Yotam is one of our organizers as well. Lior is contributing um, a lot of media support. So different people contributing labor with their own expertise uh, to the project. And we're thinking about uh, donating the proceeds to feminist nonprofits. Um, the National Council for Jewish Women is one nonprofit that was raised as a potential option because they're pretty proactive in advocating for reproductive rights and access to safe abortion, um, in particular with that religious freedom angle, um, as their perspective in Judaism protects the mother's health above all things and her ability to make choices related to that. Um, other feminist nonprofits that we've been considering include uh, The Well, which is like an academic research related nonprofit that also does uh, community events for people that want to study um, biblical women leaders and really uh, celebrate the stories that might have been seen as just like bylines or, or footnotes in history. 
Um, another one that we've been considering is Barefoot College, uh, which is an international nonprofit with uh, headquarters in India that's about uh, training rural women in a wide variety of services. It can be related to health. It can be related to uh, entrepreneurship, a lot of things like that. And kind of uh, very similar to what you guys found is that actually finding nonprofits to donate to is a huge part of that challenge, right? So like, for example, um, the National Council of Jewish Women um, is only interested in credit card donations. They're not interested in uh, ETH. So we definitely do want to liquidate some of that ETH and donate it in a, like a personal credit card donation. That means that I have volunteered as a person who is handling like the tax and paperwork and stuff related to that donation and also you know sharing details with the community so that it's transparent once it goes off the chain. Um, so uh, finding the other nonprofits, you know, the Well and Barefoot College, for example, one of the reasons that we were drawn to those is not necessarily because they're focused on reproductive rights because they're more like supporting in general is because they were interested in uh, accepting ETH directly. Um, I mean, not exactly directly because they'd be using uh, the giving block, but same thing like endowment, uh, like legal abortion is using. Uh, so uh, finding a nonprofit that is either willing to accept cryptocurrency or to work with a platform that will enable that I think has been one of the, the fundamental challenges. We thought about donating to Choice Down Legal Abortion as well, um, but felt that those were probably two really well-known projects and that they're mostly focused on things like you know Planned Parenthood, for example. Um, and we wanted to think about smaller nonprofits that maybe aren't going to get as much donations um, with uh, their programming related to overall women's health and like general <laughs> reproductive rights and, and whole humanness. Uh, so we, we were on the hunt for nonprofits that are smaller and that our money can really make a huge difference. So all that being said, very similar to the Pure Ewing Project in some ways, also um, coming up in our lunch. Uh, ours, we do have the public date, which is October 11th. Um, also, you know, kind of taking that flash mob approach. We do have a Telegram group where people who are interested in the project uh, can join in, ask questions, you know, share resources, recipes, um, all different kinds of things. Uh, we do think that there is like a lot of community value in terms of the building and the launch of this project. But once we're done with the donation at the end of like later this year, then probably that Telegram group will just exist as like a group of friends who have common interests and goals. We don't necessarily have a plan to like, you know, have events like uh, Crypto Coven witches have, you know, or, or things like that. And I've been really inspired by the way uh, that the Purity Wing Project takes the approach of trying to figure out like what is in scope and what is our goal and then like working strategically towards that in particular. I also do think that it's awesome and amazing that Choice Down and Legal Abortion have more long-term strategies. Um, and for example, like Nadia was mentioning, working directly with the nonprofit. So there's a wide range of different uh, Ethereum-related projects, fundraising for feminist causes. Uh, and I think that exploring all the different reasons and, and uh, the different models, you know, what su suits best for each um, has been pretty inspiring for me personally. Um, so now that you've had a tiny spiel about uh, what the Matriarchs is doing, um, I'm also curious to hear uh, from you, Jacqueline, about um, how you think that, okay, so uh, a lot of people might ask, you know, why didn't I just like write a check for the amount of money that I'm spending on like gas fees and stuff? and send it to the nonprofit, right? Like we could have done that. And I could have tweeted about it if what I wanted was clout, although definitely I don't think we're raising enough money to 
um, have a significant amount of life-changing clout. And I'm curious for you, Jacqueline, when you were thinking about this project, what was it for you that you felt added additional value or functionality in terms of launching a fundraising NFT versus just like using the hours that you're spending on that, like just on labor and then just plain writing a check with hands off? Like what for you do you feel like is the difference in value and experience um, as an organizer with creating a fundraising NFT project versus writing a check? Yeah, I think that's an awesome question. I think the main part of wanting to do a project rather than just donate is um, kind of feeling it, feeling like it's a more personal like issue to me. And I want to also raise awareness while um, working on something that is really important to me. And I think my skills in like, um, for me, like it's software engineering and um, a little bit of like high level design and product stuff um, really aligned well with like creating a project like this. And um, so I feel like there was like a good intersection of like my personal interests, a cause that mattered to me, and then also my skill set that is what motivated me to work on this particular um, project. I think for other causes, sometimes like I normally would just donate probably because like if I don't think I'm like uniquely suited to like speak about it or like work on something that could actually be impactful, I wouldn't um, just do it for the sake of it, I guess. Um, But I guess like donating is like a very generally like a very solitary type of thing that you do. And um, with this current issue is I feel like a lot of it is like awareness is really important and having um, it be really clear that for a lot of women in the U S and around the world, that like, this is a decision that was made that was not okay. So um, I also wanted to kind of work on something that was more kind of like public facing so that it's like a very clear stance that I'm kind of like, giving to the world whereas like donating normally I guess for most people is more of like a solitary kind of thing that you do yeah I think that's a really good point and it's also really important I think in this particular case an issue for people to openly express themselves um, because there's been a lot of fear you know generated around you know will people be collecting our data and seeing like if we search to support this cause or like you can um, be uh, arrested if you help someone uh, get an abortion so, like, I think being public about is about this issue is also like a stance and, an, and a unique value. Um, so that's I, I really appreciate your thoughts on that, Christy. I'm curious to hear from you as well. Do you have anything that you wanted to add there in terms of why for you you're excited about contributing labor to a project and what additional value you think that's bringing um, compared to uh, just writing a check? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I completely agree with Jacqueline's take on it being, it does feel more personal because we've been working on this for a while. Um, I do think that it is, it's, it is a way of kind of coping. It was, a, it was, it was a difficult decision for, I mean, to hear about um, when Roe, when Roe v. Wade was overturned and it, it, I think it was born out of a lot of fear and anger, like you mentioned, but also like wanting to do per- something personally that is a little more than sort of what I've contributed, I guess, to other projects in the past. Yeah, for sure. Um, while we wait uh, to see if Rahila can get her phone to work a little bit, um, I'm curious if anyone in the audience has any questions in general. I can take a pause uh, from bombarding these two with questions, although their insights are incredibly brilliant. Um, I have definitely more questions that I have on my mind, but wanted to take a pause quickly and see if anyone else had any they wanted to raise their hand and ask our speakers.
Okie dokie. We'll know that you can raise your hand anytime to ask questions. Um, oh, okay. Do we, we do have a request? Um, hi, everyone. Uh, <laughs> uh, I had a question. Uh, something also that... Uh, I mean, it's. Uh, I guess it's for just a question for everyone. Uh, but it's something that also Nadia mentioned uh, before, uh, kind of briefly, um, specifically about like causes uh, that relate to women and feminism and stuff like that. So Nadia mentioned something about the crypto industry being not so diverse. Uh, let's say it like that. So. Um, I'm just wondering, like, what are your experiences trying to push NFT projects that are, um, like, in that um, niche, I would call it? Um, if you had any, um, like, uh, uh, specific difficulties, um, like, uh, marketing those projects, and also if, like, for example, so the, the community that Lee uh, started, the Matriarchs, then... Um, so I, I think it's it's really nice, and we're still a small community, but uh, it's really nice. So I, I was wondering if uh, any of you also got to uh, find other communities that uh, that are focused on these topics, um, and just generally your experiences. Yeah, I have so many thoughts on that, but I'm going to let Jacqueline answer first, and then we'll both kind of uh, chime in. Jacqueline, what have you noticed in terms of NFTs that are particularly focused on women's issues? And I think in response to Yotam's question, we can expand a little bit beyond, um, in particular, abortions rights, because your mint is, is still coming up. But also think about, you know, collections that are really centering women um, and, and thinking about activism and not necessarily like broad activism like the Ukraine DAO, but thinking about, um, you know, fundraising or raising awareness about a particular case. Like the first thing that comes to mind for me is, um, the Power of Women series uh, by Leah Sams. And I think like 20% of that is donated to different uh, feminist nonprofits and charities. And like she has like a different vibe and like her collectors have like a very uh, specific focus in terms of uh, women. So I'm curious to hear from you, Jacqueline, if there are any other communities that you've noticed that are focused on this and how it is you feel that they differ from more broad NFT communities. Yeah, I think it's kind of like just more about aligning what people care about in terms of like the creators like what causes matter most to them and like their skill sets kind of and I think like everyone I don't think it's like more important than like having a women focused project isn't more important than like you know Ukraine DAO or like a different type of project but it's more of like the creators and like their user base kind of like what resonates the most with them um I guess like there's a lot of women focused projects too out there that aren't actually like taking the feminism angle it's more just like for example, like a lot of like women focused NFT projects like aren't necessarily actually trying to like um, raise funds for any particular cause, but it's just like trying to have more presence of like feminine art and like feminine representation in the NFT space, which I think is also like super important as well, because um, sometimes I feel like um, I feel this like pressure, like, oh, everything I work on needs to be like directly like helping the cause of like advancing women's rights directly. But like sometimes like I just want to like be a woman and vibe like I want to be a woman and be in crypto and be an engineer do whatever and not have the fact that I'm a woman be like the overarching like most important thing like I want to be first and foremost like an engineer and a investor and um, all of the other things that I identify as 
um, before like the fact that I happen to be also a woman in crypto be um, addressed. So I think there's like a place for like all of these projects to kind of like succeed in their own ways. Like one of the, some of the projects I'm thinking over, like, you know, like Al- I think Alpha Girls and like Crypto Coven and World of Women, like they are more focused on like just creating like awesome art in an entire world built around like this feminine presence, but isn't necessarily like for like a cause like abortion or anything like that. And I think like those are also really important as well as like projects like what um, Christy and I and the whole team is working on in like matriarchs and um, like choice style of these, they're more focused on like an actual cause. They all like kind of like are important in the ecosystem to have um, across the board. Yeah, I agree with that 110%. Christy, was there anything that you wanted to add to that in terms of uh, your observations of uh, different NFT communities and groups and how it is they are unique? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Something, I I know there was a question about marketing, um, well, like women-focused or women-led projects, and that was definitely a point of internal discussion for us because I think at first we kind of started just like Jacqueline said, wanting to be ourselves and maybe and like vibe and like reference, like the sense of humor that is like often shared in Web3. And that came across because just because of the focus of the project very differently than we intended. People thought we weren't serious or weren't experienced or couldn't couldn't deliver. And so like I th- I do think that there are like there's no like I wouldn't say there's like a particular like correct way to speak about causes like this, especially if you are coming from a place of care and a place of being personally invested in it. But I do think that the marketing aspect can be tricky. It was a point of consideration is what I'm trying to say. And whether that what whether that consideration was like super present because of the focus or the topic, I'm not sure, but it definitely opened my eyes a little bit more in terms of how broad the landscape is about with projects like these and how to sort of accurate like compassionately and accurately navigate it yeah i hear that 110 percent. and i guess the one thing that i'll just add kind of uh building off of what jacqueline was saying is that so far what i've noticed is there's actually a lot of guys out there that identify as feminists or just like people that see women as full humans and that buying an NFT and participating in an NFT community is one way to kind of support and publicly signal that opinion. It doesn't necessarily mean that those projects are only for women. And quite to the contrary, um, if we think about uh, a lot of people who are in the space who have that experience, um, who have ETH, a lot of those are guys who want to express their uh, their values and that those values can be related to human rights as well. So I think that one thing that's been um, pretty cool about the NFT projects that I've witnessed is that you can have male collectors that are incredibly welcome into the community, even though that's not like maybe an issue that they're particularly focused on. Like the example that comes to mind for me is, you know, the uh, the Power of Women NFT, in which the donations in some uh, cases went to uh, a nonprofit focused on maternal health and safe pregnancy. And like, you know, a lot of the guy, male buyers there are never going to probably experience that. But if they're parents as well and they care about that issue, then participating in that community and buying that NFT and, you know, retweeting it is a way for them to publicly signal that and to support. Um, so I think that NFT communities provide a great avenue for people of all genders uh, to support various issues. Um, it may be seen as a little bit more political or may not 
be as attractive to the wide audience as something like, which is also very important, you know, like Ukraine DAO, um, you know, or uh, Free Ross DAO, you know, or things like that. But I think that's normal that, you know, people are um, aroused by timeliness, you know, what is happening now, now, and also by uh, causes that really spark their emotions. So for them, you know, if uh, the Free Ross Initiative is something that they're really passionate about, they're more likely to donate to that. And I think that's great and that's okay. And that's exactly how it is that it works in the regular nonprofit fundraising world, right? You find people who are passionate about an issue and um, mobilize them as best you can for a particular outcome. And then there are nonprofits that are like long term in this space, like Planned Parenthood, that legal abortion and um, Choice Doubt might be working with. And like those are the people that are in the trenches. They were in the trenches before Roe versus Wade was overturned, and they'll be in the trenches long after uh, it's been out of the headlines for a while. So I think uh, NFTs can be a really great way to fundraise and support people who are in the trenches already um, and to mobilize people who otherwise don't really have a hands-on way that they can feel they can contribute to a particular cause. Um, those are, are my thoughts in particular about uh, Yo Tom's question. Um, all right, Rahila just texted me that, that her phone is just definitely 110% broken. <laughs> There's no re resurrecting it. So with that in mind, I'm happy to maybe give us a couple more minutes of wrapping up this conversation and end early. Um, but definitely, I think she retweeted this as well. So you can find her on Twitter. Um, she's one of the key holders uh, for the um, Legal Abortion Project. So definitely feel free to DM her or uh, like ask her a question in the thread if you have any more about the Legal Abortion Project in particular. Um, before though we wrap up, I'm curious to hear if there's any other either questions from the community or even it can be, Jacqueline, if you have any questions about uh, the Matriarch Project or Leora, you've been a little bit of a, an amazing silent angel looking over here. Um, if there's anything that we didn't touch on yet in this conversation that you think would be important for us to touch on or to answer. Um, yeah, I'm curious to hear from everybody else. Is there anything that we didn't cover yet that when you're thinking about feminism, nonprofits and NFTs would be important for us to clarify and to ponder? I think you've touched upon everything I thought about, but I just want to say thank you guys all for joining in general and for your insights and your projects are awesome. And I'm excited to check them out more in depth and keep rocking on. Awesome. I'm glad to hear it. Well, thank you so very much, Jacqueline and Christy, for joining us today. And I'm glad that Nadia was able to make a quick appearance as well. Um, highly recommend uh, Rahila's account is R-A-H-I-L-L-A. And she is currently at the desk at the phone store getting it fixed. So I'm sure she'll be back online soon. And if you have any questions about the Legal Abortion Project and how they're working directly with Planned Parenthood, I'm sure that she'd be happy to answer them. Um, other than that, I, I highly recommend uh, continuing to follow the Matriarch account as we're gearing up for our launch on October 11th. Um, also in our bio is the um, Twitter channel, I think. And if you comment on anything in that, you'll be directly um, put into the community group for just group discussions. So if you wanted to say, 
have an opinion on the nonprofits we end up donating to. If you have a question about the portraits that we have coming up, you wanted to join maybe another call, we could do like a book club call. Happy to welcome all people that are passionate about this issue, um, issue of general women's rights and thinking about how um, tools, cryptocurrency tools in particular, can play into that. Please feel free to join our conversation as we gear up for our launch on October 11th. Um, Thank you so much, everybody, for joining, and I hope that you have a lovely rest of your Tuesday. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Awesome. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.